Superkicks.com offers cool streetwear and apparel at great prices. Shipping worldwide, thanks to the guys at Superkicks, you can get 10% off your order by using the code SWN at the checkout. That's Superkicks.com, pro wrestling apparel. Welcome to the latest edition of the SWN podcast. I am your host, Billy. Almost forgot to say my own name there. I am joined this week by Jetstream Jack. Welcome to the show. Hello, and thanks for having me. I really appreciate you. So for those that are, that, that are unaware, that actually were on the Twitter at the time, um, the original guest pulled out and uh, just do scheduling things, and, and Jack was kind enough to, to jump in place. And uh, I'm really looking forward to it because... Um, for those, again, unaware, uh, Jack was one of the first people that actually uh, did a Q&A for me back in the beginnings of OSW TV when it was still a thing called that, uh, 2014. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're actually the first person to do an article for me as well uh, when yeah. you were 19. So this is, this is yeah, pretty cool. Oh my God. <laughs> this is like a big full circle thing. It's been, what, six, well, six yeah. years now since all that happened but of course we can't go any further without asking the boring question which is how did you get into pro wrestling um so i got into wrestling um pretty much the same as most people i had older brothers and they were like you're small so let's throw you about (laughs) and it was like um i just remember um like they were playing like the video game so they had the n64 i think it was wcw versus nwo revenge i could be wrong and most of my stuff with wrestling was just like bits and pieces. I didn't remember much from when I was younger. It was mostly like video games um, that I got my wrestling from. And I was like, "Who's this Goldberg guy?" When I was when he just appeared and who comes the, here comes the pain. And then my brother gave me an education on who Goldberg was and all these other wrestlers because obviously I didn't know who they were. I just saw them on the game like as characters and like give me an education on this. So all my wrestling knowledge at the time was fed to me from. Uh, my brothers and then they kind of like faded out of it from there i just i kept playing the games i just kept watching and and going and going and eventually got me to the point where i was like okay i want to do this like i i have to do this and in 2012 the end of 2012 um i i inquired because um reckless tent was starting up funnily enough uh that was about the time that reckless tent was at its very starting point and um, the trainer and and also the owner at the time, Michael Chase, um, personally came to my house, um, and he just talked talked to my parents. He was like, "Look, he's going to be okay. We're going to take care of him and stuff like that," um, which he didn't need to do. Like most people would just go, "Okay, just come along." He he went out his way to to come get me and then then just reassure them as well, which was absolutely fantastic. And I have nothing but good things to say about Michael Chase as well. Um, the thing about Michael was was uh, well from past interviews I'd done with him, written form, and uh, I think I did a podcast with him way back when. Hmm. Um, was that he'd seen the worst side of it and yeah. did, did mm-hmm. everything he could to not have anyone go through the same thing he had yeah, to go absolutely. when he started. So absolutely, yeah. that's that's another thing that you that you can't take away from him. Like he he wanted people to succeed like he's, he's always said to me like 
I want you to succeed. I want you to be better than me. And I was like, how do I be better than you sometimes? But I understood what he was trying to convey and what he was trying to put put over to everyone. Um, but from there, just snowballed. Now, here we are. Um, it's now 2020. I started in Olu. Yeah, it was like December 2012 was my f- the first time I stepped stepped into a wrestling ring. And then I was on the first uh, ever Reckless Intent show. But we forget that 2013 happened. Um, <laughs> as as Michael Chase says, he's just like, yeah, 2013 didn't happen. It was just, it was a, it was a time. <laughs> uh, that, that's 2013 is actually when, when, I, when I found out about Reckless Intent. Again, because mm-hmm. of Michael Chase, him and uh, uh, some of the other guys kind of cornered me. Uh, Nick Corner, Corner, a show, and, and you possibly were, were were there as well. Um, I was, yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember that. That was about early 2014, if I remember correctly. Quite possibly. Yeah, yeah. I just remember being cornered and just going, right, this is, we're Reckless Intent. Here's our details. They ripped a poster up from the merch stand, wrote all the information, all the details on, and they're like, <laughs> oh, check us out. Now, and at that point, I just started everything. I was like, I can't say no to any of this. So. I was like, yeah, I'll check it out. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, then then everything else snowballed from there. So it's mm-hmm. it's it's weird how our paths have crossed so early on, and then we're oh, back yeah. at this point now, mm-hmm. and a lot has changed in in seven oh, yeah. to eight years. Uh, definitely, um, mm-hmm. that's why we call it Dundee. We don't call it anything else, for example. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> Reckless Intent. What was it like in that mm-hmm. first Reckless Intent show? Oh, that was. Um... First Rex Tent show, that was the the day after the it's now called the West Lovain Pro Wrestling School. Um, um that it it was just kind of weird and bizarre to me because I was like so nervous and I was shaking. I had like <laughs> I got given this gear because I didn't have any and it was like lime green uh leggings and like these really really weird kick pads. And I had like I thought I was so cool. I had like the, the cut off, um, like button up shirt. I was thinking I was like Edge, like in uh, can't remember what event. I think it was like one night, one night stand, two thousand six. The one um, he, he would have worn it at the, the hardcore match with Foley as well. Uh, WrestleMania, yeah. Whatever it was. I was like, yeah, twenty-two. Yeah, twenty-two. Yeah, it. twenty-two. Yeah, I was like, oh man, I'm so cool. And then like. As soon as my music hit, I was like, oh, okay, I guess this is happening then. <laughs> um, but, man, like, from that first match, like, I- I've always said to people, like, I've always just wanted to wrestle, like, one time. Like, just just the once. I was like, yeah, I want to do this, so I want to do it. And it just so happened that I've done it many more times. And, and I didn't think that I would ever be able to do it. I was never the most athletic person. I was never most, like, gifted person in the world like ever like even even talking to people I had like speech therapy very early on and that's something I've not actually told a lot of people and um, that I've had a lot of speech therapy and a lot of um, a lot of difficulties with um, with learning things and to get to that point where I'm like oh I'm going out to talk to people I'm going out to wrestle so I'm doing two things that are very challenging for me at the same time I was like, oh, what do you know? There's 17-year-old Jack doing something he never thought he'd be able to do. So, I mean, 
how uh, ask a lot of people what were your thoughts going through your head because I mean if, if you went through speech therapy then then obviously you just you just said um speaking and wrestling that's not that's not two things you would have had high on your list being able to do uh mm-hmm. when you're younger but what was it like being in front of a crowd for the first time and, and did you find that it clicked as soon as you went out or at least you, you you got what you needed to do when you went out or is there any difficulties there I was shaking like a leaf the day before. I was like, no, I can't do this. Like I said, I said to Michael Chase, I can't do it. I can't do it. And he went, you can. Like, you you can do it. Like, he was a believer in me. He was like, you are going to do this. Like, you can do this. And as soon as I walked out, like, for my first match, there was my family there. And, and it, they just saw a completely different side of me. They were like, okay, what's this then? <laughs> Um, I, I just clicked. I'm like, okay, it's game time. Let's go. Let, let's just go for it. So you're you're quite um, well, one of the originals then for Reckless Intent. Um, from mm-hmm. what I remember, you, you you fairly racked up the titles quite quickly. Um, I yeah. think one of the pictures I remember seeing the first one, of the first ones I saw of you were was with the heavyweight title. So uh, yeah. what what was I was like going. Oh, I'm not. I'm a wrestler now. I've I've at least had one match, and now I'm I'm actually holding belts. So it was was that a bit of a surreal moment that you're actually holding titles now as well. I like it's yeah. Again, it's one of those things. Like I I never was like picked first in a team. I was always like, oh, it's that group. Like if, at some point, someone's been a part of that group that just kind of gets picked last in the team. I was that part of that group always. Um, and it was just such a shock to me. And it was like, I, I I cried at that moment. Like, I nearly cried. I was like trying to hold it together. Like, oh, I'm tough. Yeah. Yeah. I won the championship. I'm totally tough. And then when it happened, I'm like, don't cry. Don't cry. And what's even worse is like my family was there and they knew how much it meant to me. Like that moment. And it was like, and the person that I won it from as well was Michael Chase. It was the person that, that came to my house and said, look, we're going to take care of him. It's the person that always said, no, you can do this. I believe in you. It was that same person that decided, like, yeah, it, it's, your, it's your time. Like, like, you deserve this. And that meant so much to me at the time. It still does. Um, so since then you've you've become um, well unofficial, never actually been put out, but like a triple crown uh, champion because yeah. you won the heavyweight, the UK, and the hardcore title. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. We'll get we'll get to the tag team stuff in in a bit later. Oh on, yeah, because we'll, there's a lot <laughs> of stuff about tag team stuff um, that we'll, we'll get to. <laughs> but going right back to the the again right back to the start. What was you said you weren't the most athletic and I can attest to that. I I, I, I when I grew up I had like I had I was quite thin. I had the had the faint mm. six pack and everything. I did no exercise. I had asthma and I had no intention of doing exercise. So therefore once I learned how to drive I just got fat. But uh, so what was <laughs> what was it like taking that first bump? Quite harrowing because I I didn't know it's it's hard to explain because as soon as it happened I was like oh okay like the wind got blown out of me and I was just like okay I'm gonna need to get used to this now <laughs> like, um, 
the next day I I struggled to get out of bed. I was like, oh yeah, I have school. Yeah, no, I'm not going in today. <laughs> I am a wreck. Um, but that that was an interesting phone call that my mum needed to make. Yeah, he's a bit sore from wrestling training. What? Um, <laughs> but as soon as that first one, I was like, okay, can I do it again, but better? Just something in, in my brain went, yeah, okay, but let's let's just go again. Especially if you've got the passion for it, it's just it's just good part of the course. And I, I mean, like I said, I've, I've never actually hit that first bump, and I'm, I've, I like in my head, like I've built up in my head where I go, I mean, I've watched enough, I've watched enough training things to yeah. think. You tuck your head. That sounds easy enough. Uh, yeah. you, you throw yourself back. Sure, why not? But yeah, it's just the the, the thought of of the wind and bitch going. Nah, nah, nah it's fine. It's, yeah, I'll leave it to people that that uh, want to actually do it a bit more than I do. I'll just I'll, I'll do podcast. Podcast is safe. In my own house. It's hey, you never say never, though. Like there's there's always a chance. You know what I mean? Oh, my my one dream. I've only ever had one dream when it came to actually doing physical wrestling would be to. Mm-hmm to uh, be a manager and just like do an elbow drop and then run out the ring and that's it that's my only <laughs> that's it the only dream I had was, was to like go oh the, the bad whoever I'm managing of course you'd, be, you'd want to be the bad guy manager you want to be the heel because you know they'd have the the, the the face on the ground referee knocked out jump on the top rope jump drop that, the that's, elbow that's, brother. that's the first dream first <laughs> jumping onto the top rope and then uh, yeah, yeah do, do an elbow drop and then slide out the ring to course a booze that's my one and only wrestling dream for, for physical are we, are we talking like take off the jacket and then just like unbutton the shirt a little bit and then just like undo the cufflinks and then just jump up or are we talking just like speedy gonzalez just I think in my own mind it would have to be Speedy Gonzalez because once I'm up there I'm going to have to come down as quickly as possible because <laughs> my legs will go before anything else because I mean, I'm not scared of heights by any stretch of the imagination but my body is so like my brain goes this is fine but my legs go no it's not it's not yeah. fine at all um, but yeah that's it, it, yeah maybe we could do the whole pausing and, and building up the, the atmosphere generally I just want to run up and get down as soon as I could and then that'll be it I could retire yeah. quite happily. I'll get a profile on cage match. Career, brother. Yeah, yeah, cage match profile, and I'll be done. I'll be quite happy. Um, rubber dropped an elbow. Exactly. That's, that's all it says on your cage match. Ten great elbow. That's all I needed. <laughs> uh, don't know where. Don't care. But maybe not. Maybe not some places. But yeah, that's that's it. So if anyone's watching this now and think that they want uh, to to book me untrained to do an elbow drop, I will be there. <laughs> Why not? So yeah, so reckless attendance here is, well, it's your home promotion. Yes. Um, like I say, you, you you won the triple triple crown, an official triple crown there, uh, and also you formed one of the, the the most entertaining tag teams with Rob Mills as the headbanders and Aisha Raymond. Of course, I can't forget her. Yes. Um, yes. You seem to have struck up quite a, a good friendship with Rob Mills. But how did that that whole tag team come together? Uh, by accident. Um, All the best ones do. <laughs> yeah, like um, so, the way it worked out, um, there was a tag team that that needed a, a, a two opponents, and it just so happens we had uh, myself and old Rob Mills um, available. So we're like, okay, well, you guys are going to tag team that night. I was like, okay, cool. Um, 
And at the time, I had the headband going on, and this was my first match back because um, um, I had some stuff going on um, during about the between June and August that time. So that was about 2016, if I remember correctly, that we formed. 27th of August 2016 is when the headbander started. And it was in a, it was in Twecker. I think that's how you say it, Twecker, um, against the Comic Zone, and essentially, as soon as as soon as the match finished and and we'd done our thing, um, obviously I gave him the headband before the match. I was like, we're gonna need to be matching, like we're gonna need to be, um, and funnily enough, Michael Chase again. He went, we might have something here. I was like, okay, cool. Uh, next week, um, we're at um, Party in the Park, and he says, I was in the car with, with Michael Chase again. It's funny, because it's always Michael Chase that's like, yeah, this is a great idea, we're going to do this. And I'm like, okay, cool. And it somehow ends up working. Like, I, it's, Man's a magician. What can I say? Um, and he went, okay, how would you feel if this was your theme song? And he played Belinda Carlisle, Heaven is a Place on Earth. Okay. And and I think he thought that I was going to like flip out like, no, I don't want to do that. I was like, yeah. Yeah, let's do it. And that was the first time I ever like came out to that, to that music as well. And portrayed myself more, more so like myself rather than, rather than, oh, look at me. I kind of, I want to be tough. Uh, I was just like, no, I'm going to be flamboyant. I'm going to be out there. I'm just going to be me. Like, because no one's better at being you than yourself, right? Um, and then it just so happened, we're like, we should just make this the Headbanders music. We didn't have a tag team name at the time. We didn't actually make the name Headbanders until, like, December. And that was, like, a good three months after we first started teaming. And as soon as the headbanders became a thing, that's when things started to to really click. I was like, okay, like we we really have something here. And the best thing is about me and Rob, we have like the same same humor. We're we're pretty much like like the same person at times. Um, if anyone ever like watches like online personalities, like the Game Grumps, that's us. We're the Game Grumps of wrestling, if anything. Um, and then from there, we started getting getting working other promotions other than just just reckless intent which was amazing and it was fantastic that the headbanders were getting out there me and, me and rob were getting to do what we love most and that's wrestle yeah and you you end up going down uh down to england as well for rad pro um yep. mm -hmm. and uh, i've written down but uh, reckless intent source wrestling uh and of course mm -hmm. discovery uh, where if, yeah. I don't know if anyone will be aware that you you took part in a very special entrance at Discovery Wrestling uh, with Dalton Castle. <laughs> yes. So yes. again, was that just a right place, right time kind of situation? It's like, yeah, you guys can be be uh, Dalton's I, boys for the evening. Um, what I got told, what I got approached by um, by Discovery Wrestling. Um, owner um alan smith and he just went so i went to the i went to the ring of honor show the other week and there's this guy called dalton castle and i knew where it was going i was like 
don't, don't. Um, and he's like, there's this guy called Dalton Castle and he has the boys. So we have this idea that you guys will be the laddies. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> Just a, yes. I'll do it. Let's do it right now. And I was so nervous doing it. Like, I was so, so nervous. Um, and funnily enough, when that did happen, yet again, things were taking toll on my life and outside of that. And I was like, yeah, I think I want to quit wrestling and stuff like that. And then here I am in, in, like, in these trunks, barefoot, with this with this mask and this hat on. Um, and all I hear, and Dalton's music plays, and as I have, like, the fans up in the air, like so, it's that moment I went, I, like, looked around, like, just with my eyes, because I was like, keep the eyes forward, keep the eyes forward. But I just looked around with my eyes, and I was like... Wrestling's amazing. Wrestling's awesome. Like nowhere would you think. Yeah, this is pretty cool. Like, <laughs> and who who goes out wrestling and thinks, yeah, I think I'm going to keep doing this. <laughs> Me, obviously. It, it's all about. I mean, I've again I've said this in previous interviews, and everyone seems to agree. Wrestling isn't about wrestling. It's about moments, and that that's your that's your moment where you can just sit there and just go. I'll stand there for it and just go. I, I am I am doing this and people are looking at me and I'm not mm. getting judged. This is amazing. <laughs> it's just everyone's yeah. just accepting that moment or I'm just standing there in a mask and a hat and feathers and everyone's just going, Yeah, uh, yeah, cool. Mm. It's part of the show. Oh <laughs> man, like even when when uh <laughs> don't don't know if this is PG, but um when we're like stripping Dalton off his uh, jumpsuit like he turned to me and he and he done that and he and he went, "You look ridiculous." <laughs> and I'm like, "I know I do." <laughs> like I did say at the back, I was just like, "I'm so intense in the moment right now. I need to, do, I need to just do this." <laughs> um, oh, I forgot that the uh, one only rule, which I, I never said before, I was no swearing, but that's fine. I'm sure you'll be all right with that. I just, just realised that I never actually went through. I'm just assuming wrestlers now don't don't swear if they know they're on a podcast, but. Didn't actually pop into mind until he said this might not be PG, and I thought, "Don't swear, don't swear, don't swear." No, <laughs> that's, no. that's fine. Cool. That's right. We'll, we'll move on then. So uh, the headbanders, of course, extended. Became yourself and Rob Mills, then included uh, Aisha Raymond after a little yes. bit of of uh, because she abducted me. Yeah, I was gonna say a little bit of of. I don't know what, what you call it. Is it is it like aggressive foreplay or something that eventually <laughs> got you guys together? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> right, so it actually popped up the other day and I completely forgot about it. Um, it was a video of me, like, what happened was Aisha uh, Raymond eliminated me from the Reckless Rumble. Um, and then she decided, you know what, I'm keeping this one. So she she just decided, yep, keeping them. Put, put me on her shoulder and walked out. Um, later in the night, Rob... Rob finds her with me, and she decides, I'm having Rob too, I guess. <laughs> just picks him up, takes him away. It's just a circle of life. You know, I mean, like, love is a weird thing. Like, Aisha abducts, abducts me, and then she decides, you know what? I'm going to take Rob Mills too. And then suddenly we're all best friends. It all works out. 
So I'm saying it's like a it's like a Basham Brothers thing. Uh, you became yeah. the, the Bashams yeah. to, to Aisha's uh, Shaniqua. Uh, there's a reference oh, for anyone listening and watching that. 2003, 2004, something like that. I think we're Basham Brothers. I'm going to do a network when we finish this and we watch Basham Brothers. <laughs> uh, so, were um, they the ones that had like the weird Kill Bill theme? Uh, possibly. I just remember they came out with the with the uh, initially they came out with the leather the pleather uh, gear and other right over my head and like I, <laughs> that's a weird thing with wrestling like I remember people from their entrance themes because like when I was younger I picked favorite wrestlers because of their entrance theme rather than actually seeing them wrestle. Fair enough, because <laughs> I mean, yeah. you don't watch it. But um, so yeah, but then, while you're on that, then best entrance theme in wrestling all time. Oh. Don't do this to me. So like, oh, that's actually, like not, I, not best. Sorry, because best very it changes every day. Say top three. Mm, you're gonna be top three, <sighs> man. Because I love music so much, and wrestling influenced my music taste as well. Like with the soundtracks and the video games, you had like your Breaking Benjamin, you had your Paramount Five Thousand stuff like that. But as far as actual wrestling themes, oh, I would be remiss if I didn't mention uh, Three Days Grace some animal I've become. Love it. Anything edgy, I'm all over it. Um, but um, entrance themes. Shinsuke's one's got to be up there. Like, either it's New Japan one or, or the WWE one. That is, both of them like, slap hard. Like, I adore them. They're great. Um, I was a big fan of Oh, uh, CM Punk's one. Not Cult of Personality. We're talking Kill Switch Engage this fire. Oh, yeah. So good. Yeah. Like, that. <laughs> that's what made me like CM Punk initially. I was just like, he has cool song. I like him. Because <laughs> here's me, like, like 10 years old, and I hear it, and I'm like, what is this? I was um, saying for Alex Riley, and I saw him wrestle. But it was like, so I heard the music, uh, it was... Uh, Yeah. Oh, it's Dame State. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is amazing. It's a great theme. And I saw him wrestling and went, you don't deserve that music. That's too good a music for you. No. So, number three. You're really doing this to me. Steve Austin's Disturbed the
um, the original Harry's theme, or do you like No More Words? No More Words was one on forcible entry, wasn't it? The, it was a weird... No More Words was Jeff's one. It was Jeff's singles theme, but it was on yeah. force, I'm sure it was on forcible entry, the, the album, and it was weird to listen to, thinking, yes, it's, an, it's a good song, it's not an entrance theme for me. No, what? No. Live for the moment. Lots of people love it. I know. I, I like the song. I like the song itself, but it's too slow and too like quiet at the same time. Like the drum bit starts really mean. cool, and then I know you're what just you mean. sitting there going, "Right, it's a good song and all, but it's not. It's not the Hardy Boys theme." And it's I feel not, like it should have had more bass if that's the case. Yeah, like, it's, it's if it not feels quiet to you. It's not Monster Magnet. Live for the moment. That's that's top tier. Going from a great tag theme to an amazing singles theme. That's oh, how did I forget this? I actually want to change it. <laughs> I want to change my top three. So as lo- much as I love Shinsuke's New Japan and also his WWE theme, goes out the window for this one. Evan Bourne, Born to Win by Mutiny Within. Such oh, a good song. yes, um, it's such a good song. Such a great band, but they never right quite got off the ground, which is a shame because. Oh, man, they're so good. I had the, again. I had the album because I'm a nerd and I have these things. But um, mm. that was the same album that had uh, Christian's Waterproof Blonde theme on it as well. That one's really good, but I don't like the other one. Uh, done by it was done by a band. that's Story of the Year. That's the one. Uh, I was, they did the cover of it. Was that it for, yeah. for his return? Yeah, mm. I, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Christian has some cracking ones. I, I loved Christian at last. You're on the, your own. the TNA theme that he yes. has that was just straight up ripped off of uh, My Last Breath from Evanescence. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Loved it. Fantastic. I could sit here and talk about wrestling themes all day. Like Loki Abyss's theme from TNA. Yep. Man. TNA has Whenever some I heard great that. themes. They, they, oh, mean, yeah. It, it felt like it was it was just like back in the day when, when uh, Jimmy Hart just went, I like that song. We changed one, one key in it. And that's now everyone's entrance theme because it's, it's mine. It's 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 not. It's definitely not. It smells like Teen Spirit. It's DDP's theme. That's what it is. But yes. it's self high five. But yeah, uh, I I didn't think I was going to go down this path. But yeah, I could I could probably just like blurt out entrance themes and go. Oh, oh remember this here, one. Here's, here's one for you. Raven had some amazing themes. Like Raven was like he had like top tier themes. I like to think. I listened to his uh, TNA one after not listening to it in about three years, like before this, and I was like, "Man, like this was such an awesome theme." And there's something about it. It's like it's almost disturbing, but at the same time quite comforting. I'm like, "This is just awesome. I love it." Oh, I, I was trying to remember what it was. It's the one they used in uh, his wrestling channel advert, wasn't it? It was. I think so. Yeah. Oh, the man, the wrestling channel. You're taking me back now. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was okay. Uh, Top tier TNA theme. Jeff Jarrett, My World. Ah, mm. uh, no. Nah, like, there's a lot of great TNA themes. I really liked Samoa Joe's, like, Nation of Violence. Like, that's the one with, like, the rapping. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. They liked a bit of rapping to Dale Oliver and his crew at, at, at TNA. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, mm-hmm. the Kurt Angle's theme, which mm-hmm. was great as well. Oh, um, man. Kurt Angle and TNA was just crazy. It went like that's one of my um that's the time that I got to actually see wrestling. Uh, was the wrestling channel and that's and then what I saw at the time, I think it was the first 
part of TNA that I actually saw was the face-off between him and Samoa Joe. Oh, like when Joe gets yeah. gets headbutted, it's just man. As soon as I saw that, I was like, I was losing it. I was like, what is this? Like, there's more wrestling. <laughs> this is crazy. Oh, what what a time! That's when that Cornette and everything like that. When he, when everyone kind of liked Cornette, and now. <laughs> Not many people do, but the ones that do really like him. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, what oh, man? Yeah, wrestling channel. I, I, that was my that was my jam. I got to see a Turning Point two thousand and four. I taped it on VHS. On um, VHS, not even on like Sky Plus or anything. No, we, we only had uh, we had on digital, and the wrestling channel was on there. Right. And then we got Sky, and it was just like just Sky. So we had to tape yep. everything on VHS. Um, back mm. in the day, it's 2004. I don't think Sky Plus was a thing. Um, so yeah, it was the Elix, was. Sk- Elix Skipper uh, walk on the cage. And oh man, blew my mind. It was it's the one of the only TNA DVDs I actually went out and bought. Uh, it's in it's in a loft at my folks now, but um, I, I I paid the extra to get it because I wanted it in disc form. Good man. So I could watch Good it over man. and over again. And then I thought there's YouTube. I could watch it anytime I wanted. But, but it's not the same. It's not the same. You, it's you want same that physical form. Exactly. That's that's why I have like 300 DVDs, wrestling DVDs somewhere in uh, my, my parents' loft is because I mm-hmm. like having the physical disc. Yeah. Uh, There's so many other like avenues you can watch it on, but it's like, it's just kind of like, yeah, I'm physically putting it in. And if it like stutters a little bit, it's like, it's part of the charm. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, speaking of that, I've got, I've got I must be two, two, three boxes of taped off Sky uh WWF pay-per-views just for that reason like I don't want to get rid of them because I'm just like going but that's that was the original that's how it was meant to be seen (laughs) it was Mm -hmm. I've got all them even December to Dismember just just I want to Mm -hmm. just keep them um well we've we've went down a very long path let's go to some fan questions that we've got here uh sure while we're on the TNA stuff I'm gonna get the question that I did tell you uh before we went on here. Oh, uh, just a quick shout out to Lewis Young. He did ask, how did you get into wrestling? But that's my usual question at the start. So I'll give him a quick shout because he actually did. Thanks, Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we've got Jarek Nowak. He came to us on Instagram. Just to blow your mind a little bit, he has asked him, right. ask him if you knew that relic is killer spelt backwards. There's times in my life where a question, does it really? <laughs> I mean, Don West, he had the answers. Man, I've I've got to ask him. Does it really? I don't think we'll ever know. The fact that the fact that Yarrick has such knowledge, knowledge, I tell you, to even know that relic is killer spelled backwards. I'm just gonna write down Man. Yarrick because I've been calling Jarrick, and I just feel like a a, a yurt every time I, I say that. So I couldn't say it wrong. No, um, he'll appreciate me being like it's Yarek. <laughs> this is where well, he's like, he's like Jack. You said it wrong, and I'll be like, oh, okay, I guess. Well, just just bury me, brother. It's fine. It's like that. Uh, <laughs> it's like Brooklyn Nine Nine and Nicolaj. You know, just like yeah, Nicolaj. Nicolaj. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, the very first episode of this podcast, I called uh, Omar Mohammed uh, Umar, and he was quick to correct me. So I'm writing these down just in case I have to speak to uh, Yarek and have to. Like I'm being forced to. If, if I speak yeah. to Yarek in the future, I can just cause right, we're in Zoom, talk to me. Um, yeah. Yeah, so 
Yeah, so Relic is killer spell backwards. That's our, that's our learning. Mind-blowing. Mind-blowing moment. Uh, we've got Dalen Hendry. He's asked, yes. favourite Yu-Gi-Oh! archetype? Okay, so <laughs> I adore Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, I, I still do to this day. I'm still playing. I'm still buying Yu-Gi-Oh! Um, and most people are like about it um but he's one of the few that like talked to me about like actively like oh what are you kind of kind of playing um so much love for that guy he's he's amazing Dalen's amazing um but my favorite archetype is cosmo because um mainly because of the car designs the way that they do it it's like wizard of oz and star wars combined so it's like oh, i wish i had my cards with me um and i could show you but um one of the cards is called Cosmo Strawman, so it's a, like a mix of C3PO and um, and Scarecrow, which I'm scared of Scarecrows, by the way. Rob Mills will be quick to tell you about that. Um, Can't trust them. Six clowns. Man, just like Scarecrows are just otherworldly. Um, and there's also the Tin Can, which is obviously Tin Man, and it's like R2D2 combined. Just all of them are so cool, and I'm like, they're pretty, I like them. Too bad they're like trash now, but that's the way my, it works. My, I, I did watch Yu-Gi-Oh! at, at first. Um, never mm -hmm. got the cards, but uh, it was usually after Pokemon. Uh, yep. It was Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh! So I knew mm -hmm. Blue-Eyes White Dragon. That yep, that's pretty, pretty much, much everyone's go-to. It's like, yeah, Blue-Eyes White Dragon, Dark Magician, uh, Summon Skull sometimes, uh, Red-Eyes Black Dragon, stuff yeah, like that's that. Pretty much my Straight over your head, you're like, uh, okay, what's going on? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I just yeah, it was it was Pokemon or or or, or nothing for when it came to cards, when it came to the, the trading cards. But uh, yeah, Yu Yu Gi Oh, I, I did I did watch it for a little bit, but yeah, yep. it was just gone after that. But if you're still watching it, then it's it's your thing. I'm not it, no yeah. one's going to judge you for it, <laughs> especially because I don't understand it. So why would I judge anyone for it? Um, same with Anime. I know you're a big fan of Anime, and uh, Rain has sent in the question why. Why is she your favourite weeb? I have no idea what weeb means, so you might want okay, to, to so, educate me. So I wouldn't say she's a weeb. Okay, like, it's it's a dark hole. Literally, just Google it. Like, it's a dark hole. I I'm can't sit here to... and explain it. <laughs> um, basically, um, a weeaboo, or a weeb as shortened, is someone who basically, like, denounces their own culture and wants to be Japanese, but will do everything to basically disrespect the culture at the same time. Um, so it's the kind of people that will, like, turn up to Japan and just, like, expect everyone, expect her to be subtitles, so to say. <laughs> They're like, we're the cute anime girl. <laughs> like, no, it's not how it works. Um, I would say she's more an otaku. Like, she appreciates the culture. She she appreciates everything, like, to do with there. I know she's a big My Hero fan. She lo likes a lot of anime. She's trying to get me to watch Demon Slayer, which I still haven't done. But she's one of my favourite weebs. One okay. of them. So, she's up there. What is, again, I'm afraid to ask, what is waifu? Oh, boy. <laughs> right, okay. So, waifu is, like, there's also husbando. Okay, I think like, I can, okay, right. I'm I'm now understanding the correlation. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, like, when you see like a certain certain character, like, oh, they're waifu material or they're husbando material. 
Um, okay. It's like, okay, so there was husband or wife material um, type thing. That's kind of what they're trying to trying to say. Some people go like way hardcore with it. Some people are like really chill with it. But hey, you do you. It's like the thing is, I don't like every single anime that there is, but I'm not going to go out my way to be like. You don't, you don't like this such and such. Like, how dare you? Everyone has different tastes. Like, come on. No. There's those same, people same that wrestling. are, like, hardcore. Same with yeah. wrestling. I mean, with the hardcore, I mean, the hardcore thing, I'm guessing, for that waifu stuff is board, body pillows and uh, samurai swords and fedoras. Uh, men. <laughs> Man. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like, Be brave putting it. this on YouTube. I'm just realising that. Be brave calling out people. <laughs> on youtube for that thankfully i put it for family so nobody can comment on it so it's okay but, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, i realize i'm just probably calling out a core audience of, of youtube by just going fedoras uh i had a fedora at one point uh, and the internet ruined it for me uh right, tell you okay. one thing, i have never had a fedora i've never had one i never want one never had one so i'm quite thankful for that are you sure now just come back once once the shows begin your jet strap uh, jet strap jet stream jet, <laughs> jet strap. that's a new one I've been called many things in that time jet strap jack I'm thinking of bootstrap bill that's why I'm getting confused <laughs> right anyway jet stream jack you know you're not gonna go uh, he's for my the... cousin mate my cousin's <laughs> my cousin's bootstrap bill um, uh, I'm thinking like thinking right. The think of the Chris Jericho like uh, clockwork orange. This is a serious this is, podcast. This is serious. I haven't even asked the dinosaur question yet. I mean, we're just oh, man. Uh, right. Okay. <laughs> right. Let's, let's 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 leave let's leave the uh, fedora people alone uh, and just <laughs> move on. So speaking of getting abducted, uh, you, oh, my you, went, you went from the headbanders. To uh, yes. the enlightened with divinity that was uh, Brandon yes. uh, Adams at the time, now Oscar Adams and uh, yes. Delson Deer. So Delson, yes, you, you went. I just said one right. Yeah, okay. Um, you, yeah. So that was you were no longer wacky Jackie Grady. You uh, you mm-hmm. were now a more darker character at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you find? just switching it up it was just something you wanted to, to kind of try or again was Michael Chase in the background going this is a good idea um, it was a lot of things because I had like such a toxic mentality at the time like I was just I was just so angry at everything and everyone and that was like the perfect thing for me at the time like I could just be like all smiles but on the inside I'm like man I'm just you know and then to just get that chance to like switch things because I wanted to for so long and then just be how I was I was like this is what I needed like I was just so happy doing it and and then obviously that came to an end the time with Divinity was it's definitely one of the most fun times I've had in wrestling because I was around I was genuinely around my friends you know, I was I was around I was around Delson Dare, I was around Alistair Adams, and I was around Rob Mills. These were guys that I'd go on like car trips with, and you have <laughs> you have all these like demented gothic individuals. We're all in the car singing High School Musical. Oh, that way. yes. Right. Okay. Best off <laughs> musical. <laughs> so yeah, I I am. Um... 
you're speaking my language. I love the yeah. High School Musical films. Yes. So, fun fact, I've only seen one, but I know songs from two because of how popular it was. And I just decided, because at the time it was like, uh, when it came out, I think it was about 12. So, like, everyone was into it at that time. It was like, yeah, it's just, that's like, it, you know what I mean? Um, I was a lot older than that. Oh, God. <laughs> I should not have been watching yeah. it. I realised. But anyway, uh, yeah. So, so yeah. That was like... song, bro, is probably... I mean, is it cliche to just say Breaking Free? No. It's, it's, I mean, it's a good song. I, for me, it's Bet On It. A lot of people like Bet On It. I, I do enjoy it. Um, but Breaking Free is just... Yeah, it's... It's the one. I've seen Delson Dare, by the way. Delson Dare is a fantastic singer. Wonderful singer. Like, and he's singing both parts, both parts of Breaking Free. It's the most mind-boggling thing. I'm like, I just want to watch. Like, at one point, I filmed, filmed him doing it, and I was like, how? <laughs> just just, uh, just get him to do the one, one part of his hair really... Uh... Gabrielle and then uh, Gabriella and then do their part, cut back, like try and just let them do the yes. turn bit. That's yes. The wildcat gear on one side, lab coat on the other. Um, <laughs> I know a lot more about High School Musical than a thirty-year-old man should, especially when he has no kids. It's so good, though. It's so they're, good. They're, they're good films, and I even uh, just give them a chance, people. They're just good films. Mm. They're they're good, clean family fun, and. <laughs> I mean, like this podcast. Are, sometimes it's not even clean. It's 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 that good old uh, bit of of there's dirty jokes, but the kids don't get them, but the adults do. Just like Shrek, who yeah. I love dearly. Yeah, that's that's how that's how kids TV. Imagine imagine stuff like that coming out nowadays with the whole uh, just everyone being angry at anything that's fun, just being like, oh, I can't say that. My kids will be scared and they'll be traumatized. No, they won't. They'll be. <laughs> They'll be singing there. Uh, uh, all the, the they'll be just laughing at it. Um, nah, man. Everything. Like, there's there's Freaks. lots of things in kids' films like, like. Okay, Toy so Story is filth when you watch yeah. it as an adult. <laughs> that's, that's like that's uh, Mr. Tailhead going, uh, "Hey, nobody takes yeah. my wife's mouth but me." See, filth. <laughs> this is just yeah. Ah. Uh, yeah. I think like oh, man, there's one that's I I, I adore Shrek and uh, Dickie Divers has said to me I do not know anyone that loves Shrek as much as you do, and it's scary. I'm like I know it's great, but in Shrek there's like a moment where like the the mummy bear and the daddy bear are together and there's like little little bear, and mm-hmm. um, then suddenly the mummy bear's gone. And you're like what happened to her? There's a moment where like you know the part where it's where it plays Hallelujah. Mm. Like, where it's all sad. It's like, oh, Shrek and Fiona. Spoilers for Shrek, by the way. <laughs> um, like, they're, they're split up and, and all that, and it's panning the shot, and then you see a rug. It's the mother of bears being skinned alive as the rug. Like, no joke. <laughs> and you see the bow and everything, you're like, oh my God! <laughs> like, and you don't realise at the time. Yeah, so it's one of those things you just watch Bang and go, how... How did they get away with that? Because because we're adults, we know these things. We, we, we understand. Yeah. But yeah, in two thousand and four, 
we're, oh, I'm 14. I'm not getting that. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's It was nice to be, it was nice to live in a time where we could be innocent. And nowadays, it's, everything has to be explained within an inch of its life. And, yeah. Uh, can't have any fun. While we were speaking <laughs> about the, the Enlightened and Divinity, uh, Alistair yes. Adams popped in with some questions on Twitter. So oh, here we go. There. Uh, we've got, again, we're, we're back onto music. I don't think we're going to speak about wrestling. Yes! This, but we'll try. Yes! Uh, best Sonic song, excluding the Knuckles rap. Okay, so uh, I tweeted earlier, we're dating this a bit, but I tweeted earlier saying uh, I miss uh, like the wrestling road trips and every time that Unknown from M.E, I don't know, Unknown from me, it's from Sonic Adventure 1, plays in the car. It was, it was me and Alistair Adams. Whenever that plays, we do not skip it. And Yarek Novak would sometimes be in the back. You'd sometimes have Rob Mills. And as soon as it came on, they were like, here we go. I know every word to that song. I adore it. And it's fantastic. And I'll have no one tell me that it's bad. Like, it's so good. Um, And it will never get switched off. I need to sing it all the way through. Um, But the best song from Sonic... That's going to make people hate me. I don't like Escape from the City. Like from from Sonic Adventure Two, um, it's just overplayed for me. I just think it's way too overplayed. Um, best Sonic song is probably "This Machine" by Julian K. That's from Sonic Heroes. It was Team Dark's theme, and it was like that song that I listened to, and I was like, "Yeah, this is edgy. This is cool." Uh, if not, it's pretty much anything from Shadow the Hedgehog, which has like it's like the epitome of like edgelord um it's just are we back yeah. to fedoras <laughs> this is this is back to fedora level it's like <laughs> nothing personnel kids here's my samurai sword milady no you genuinely get to have a samurai sword as shadow the hedgehog <laughs> <laughs> and and like the funniest thing about that is like the intro has like such an awesome theme and then it just has like Shadow Hedgehog like cocking a gun. You're like, oh, Sonic's Sonic's for adults now. Sonic's a shooter. <laughs> it's so good. But this machine by Julian K is like that's like my top song other than the Knuckles rap, as he said. His other question was, and uh, I'm going to show my age here, but also, how do you live with yourself not knowing all the Power Rangers opening lyrics? Okay, okay. So there's a video. I think um, I watched this in my part of my research in this in the very small window I had between getting you on and getting you on. <laughs> yes. I watched yes. the video. It was Wild Force, wasn't it? So I I knew up until Wild Force. Like anything after that, I was like, Phew. um, every single theme song, like I just knew it. It was like a Power Rangers medley by Pelike, who's, um. He's one of the music YouTubers. He makes lots of great stuff. And if you're uh, a massive weeb, going back to the conversation from earlier, he does a lot of uh, anime covers, um, which is fantastic. Dude has a crazy voice, and I can only like wish for it. But that's missing the point. We we were on a we we're on a trip down down south, and we had a hotel room together, and we decided let's listen to this. So Alistair put it on. And I knew like every word up until after Wild Force. <laughs> and I just stopped. They're like, why are you stopping? I was like, I don't know the rest. They're like, well, we'll just go on without you then. That's the point where I started filming. And then Rob decides to jump on Alistair. Just 
because why not? And the bed decides to just go. It's on my Twitter if anyone wants to see it. And Pelike also saw it, and he was he just like commented a like happy face, like what was seeing here? This is weird. Uh, I tap out. Well, I stopped watching Power Rangers after Zio, so that's that's you how stopped far after Zio. Was it Zio? No, then there's the movie. So, and where am I? No, yeah, Zio. Uh, that's kind of where I kind of remember. That's what it's like, stronger than before. Who's what, what was after Zeo? Was it Turbo? Uh, in Space. Oh, yeah, I didn't watch In Space. No, nah. it wasn't Turbo. Turbo and then In Space. I didn't like Turbo. Turbo was when I finished. That was it. I remember Turbo. So, yeah, because uh, Tommy was the Red Ranger, wasn't he? With the star on the face. Mm, no, that's uh, Zeo. Oh yeah, I have no idea then. I'm, I'm, yeah, I've got um, all of Mighty Morphin because I love mm-hmm. Mighty Morphin. It's so mm-hmm. terribly cheesy in the best possible way. And then, uh, then Zio. And then, I do remember Turbo. I just can't remember anything. That's... Turbo was had that kid that like transformed into an adult when he morphed. That's why I left because I hated him. That was it. That's yeah. <laughs> Turbo was the end. <laughs> You're like. Ugh. It's like uh, I, don't, I mean I never watched Star Trek, but I assume it's why people hated Will Wheaton. You just watching it going, no, <laughs> just, no, you've ruined oh, it. Oh man. Uh, okay, so we've got Manlon. He's put. Oh yes. Uh, how video? Hang on, I'll read it. How video games and main? Okay, that doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense when I first read it. How video games <laughs> and main other culture have influenced him wrestling wise? So how has? Every aspect. So, um, anime. Lots. I've had lots of anime things on on my tights, and there's been some that people have not noticed until like, like they've actually seen. They're like, "Oh, okay." Like it's subtle enough for some people. Um, the name for some people now is not so subtle. They're like, "I see you." Yeah. Um. Video games have just been a part of my life forever. As I said, like the only way I got to wrestling was through video games. So through that, so much. Um, Pokemon was a big part of my life early on. Um, what other things did they say there? Um, TV shows, man, there's so much. Um, Metalocalypse was one of them, uh, which was a great show on Adult Swim. Um, it's just about a metal band called Death Clock, and it's just a great comedy. It's pretty brutal. Anyone that's watched it will understand what I did there. Um, so far, it's calling one of my, my finishers hamburger time from it, but, you know, it is what it is. I, I just try and take aspects from absolutely everything that I can and bring it into what I do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I mean, like you were saying earlier, I mean, rest, the best characters are ones that are just yourself, that hmm. turned up. That's... that's it. It's the old adage. Every everyone who's made it and making money out of it has said the same. It's your character. The best characters are yourself. So if you can yep. bring your own uh, likes and dislikes and, and just put that into your character, then even if it's just a little subtle thing with your gear or your logo or your name or or your your finishing move or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I have plans you, you... for for everything going forward, <laughs> um, and people are going to be like, "Come on, man." Like, come on, I have names and I have things going forward and they're just like, dude, I just know people are going to be like, really? Like, really? I'm like, yeah, I'm doing it. 
Why not? There's, there's, I mean, nowadays, especially when, with this uh, age of, of no shows, I mean, this will be coming out in January, so yeah. uh, we might have a bit more of a clearer idea uh, mm-hmm. what's happening. But in previous podcasts I've had with other people, we, we've all came to the kind of conclusion that nothing's happening till the end of next year, or well, as, when this comes out, end of 2021, at the very yeah. earliest, like mm-hmm. late autumn, early winter before anything actually gets coming out. Of course. Just the time for yeah. people to actually become creative. I mean, you see people like uh, Emily Hayden, for example, who's who's <laughs> just killing it on Twitch and just getting yep. her character out there and these ridiculous videos and uh, ask Wrestle <laughs> Beach and all that kind of stuff. And uh-huh. this is this is the time to do it. Um, that's why I mean I started this podcast because there's no there's nothing for me to write about. There's no results, there's no shows, yeah. there's nothing to do. So I mean this this podcast is giving people like an hour of their time to maybe get their character out there and because I mean let, let's be honest when when come when we come back to shows there's companies that are not going to be around so there's going to yep. be more people looking for less spots so it's everyone's going to get their character out to to give mm. them give a promoter a reason to book you um, yeah it's it's a challenging time overall because, like, as I said, with this Motley crew still playing Kickstart My Heart over and over again, um, it's just, it is really hard for some people. It's, like, hard to motivate to do anything as well. I know myself. Um, but kudos to everyone that's, like, made something out, out especially during the time that Motley crew is still playing Kickstart My Heart for, like, the 50,000th time. Um Honestly, like uh, I respect them to to every extent. The fact that they've went out and, and made their name, and um, some of them like just making their name solely via online. I, some of them I'd never heard of before, and still to make their debut as well, which is really impressive in itself. Yeah, the the Joe Hendry guys, they they've been yeah. working mm-hmm. super hard. Um, I mean, I mean, some folk have, have I mean. People have backlash going, oh, why are you doing this? You haven't wrestled a match yet. But now you want to see them. Mm. Their first match could be absolute rubbish, but they they have bought, they have dragged you to the show because they've put their character out there for you to see, oh, I want to see the Supreme get get, get a boot in because mm. he's just been an arrogant git online. Um, they save. They that. save. Yeah, thank you. They save. Uh, so so, so it's, it's about doing that. And... We got a question from Charlie Banks, and again, I yes. don't know how much you want to to, to divulge into it because, of course, I know it's not a it's not a pleasant subject to speak about. But he said, "What inspired the name change?" So, you, of course, okay. you're Jackie Grady, and now you're Jetstream yep. Jack. Ah, uh, so there's a lot behind it. Like, I wanted to change my name for the longest time. I wanted to do it in 2019 because I was just sick of it. I was like. Especially when I joined the venue, I was like, we have, like, these brutal names. We have, like, Delson Dare. We have, like, at the time, it was just, I think it was just me, um, Brandon Adams at the time, and Delson. Um, and we had, and it was just like, here's Jackie Grady, the guy that was all flamboyant. I was like, nah, I want to change it. And then it just didn't happen. Um, and then events after that happens, and more recently something happens um, more personally, um, where I just didn't want to associate myself with that name anymore. 
So I was like, I don't want to be Jackie anymore. And I really don't have that name attached to me because it was given to me by someone. It was was like a nickname given to me by someone that just, I'm not the fondest stuff right now. So I'm like, let's just cut it. Let's just cut it. And then I was just thinking of a name and I was throwing it to people. Um, and I was like, man, you know what? I'm just going to do it. And, it. and what solidified it for me is when I contacted one of my friends, I was like, right, okay, I have this name. I want to be Jetstream Jack. And they were like, I'm on it. Okay, I'll create art for you. I was like, thank you, Nate. So one of my good friends, uh, Nate, created art for me um, as Jetstream Jack, which I'm so thankful for and done an amazing job, if I say so myself. And I said to other people, were like, that's so much better than your old name. Change it now. I'm like, yep, I'm doing that. Just straight away, like, there's other reasons for it. It's like, I'm putting Jackie Grady to rest. That's not who I am anymore. Like, Jetstream Jack is who I am. Like, this is me. Like, I'd rather not be that. I'd rather be this. It's taken away a part of the past, so... On the record books, it's going to say Jackie Grady won the heavyweight championship. Jackie Grady won the UK and he won the hardcore. Or he won uh, the tag championships down down south for like Rad Pro and stuff like that. But this is a new start. This is something completely different. This is me. I'm Jetstream Jack. It feels good to say that so I don't have that burden of being him anymore. So, So when the time comes, that's it. That's drawn a line. First show back, you're. I'm Jetstream Jack. You, you're just the the record's cleared, so to speak. And uh, yeah, that's, I'm that's Jetstream you. Jack. And my lost record will go to zero. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm still checking. Cause I'm, I'm getting notifications all the time, so I'm checking. I'm making sure I'm not getting any questions in from from uh, yeah. Instagram and what have you. But it's just everyone seems to be liking that I've got you on the show, which which is always good. I always oh, like when people like the guests I've got on here. <laughs> Um, so you mentioned Pokemon and I'm yes. just nosy uh, top 5 Pokemon who would be in your Pokemon oh, team oh man you know something this whole time I've been talking to you do you want to see something you, you move okay, ah, okay you start moving the camera down I got a little bit scared but <laughs> <laughs> no it's just, it's just I've got my pyjamas on I'm all comfy and I've got my Pikachu pyjamas on uh, top five Pokemon, definitely. Um, how far did you play up to? Uh, I stopped at Emerald. Right, okay, so you won't understand any of them. I've, <laughs> had, a, I've had a previous guest who started throwing out names. Oh, no, Jason Hyde, who started whinging about uh, one that was a washing machine and a lawnmower. Oh, Rotom. Yeah. He hated Rotom. <laughs> so, <laughs> but no, that was all mystery to me. Um, I, I stopped, yeah. stopped at Emerald. So yeah, that's throw any ones you want. I'll, I'll okay. probably Google them afterwards. Um, Cyndaquil's my boy. Oh, okay. I love Cyndaquil. He's my boy. Like every time that I like restarted Silver when I was younger, it was always Cyndaquil. I was like, who wants to pick Toadale or Jigaria? That wants Cyndaquil. It would be like the one that I level up the most, and the rest of them are like level twenty. I'm like, don't need you. Red Carados? Nah, don't want it. I just want my Cyndaquil to be a uh, Typhlosion. Yeah, I, I blasted through the Elite Floor with Fralligator. Quite, oh yeah, it's doable. Uh, yeah, absolutely. That's all I did. Like, especially um, with speed runs. Like, crazy. 
People can speedrun uh, Pokemon games so fast. It's crazy. Uh, I think someone done Sapphire in like two hours, two and a half hours. But did they enjoy it? That's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> Got to enjoy um, the experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I like Noivern. Noivern's really cool. It's like a dragon, but it's got like a, a boombox in its head. It's so weird, but it looks so cool. It almost looks like a. It's like a. It's almost like a stealth bomber type thing. It's hard to describe. Uh, no, what was it called? Noivern. N O I V E R N. This is great content for people that are w- listening to the audio. Uh, yeah. All right. Okay. Oh, that's quite cool. Yeah, it's just like kind of got like a boombox in its head. It's really cool. So um, the camera people so get an exclusive on on the YouTube. That's yeah, quite a nifty thing. Okay, cool, yeah. right? Um, I can't even name the rest. Like, man, I can't. I'm I'm drawing a blank because I've actually got uh, shields to play. Um, still, I've got so many games to play actually, uh, but I'm stuck playing Final Fantasy of fourteen because, of course, I am. Um, I can't even think. That's probably my top two, though. Like, I, I really like. Oh, there's one called Esper, and it's like it's really cute, but it's like also quite psychotic, and I love it. So E S P U R R, and it's just like it looks so, like the devil. I just I put in Esper E S P E R, and it came up with uh, uh, someone on Trump's cabinet, which made me laugh even more. Oh um, no. Oh boy! <laughs> I was thinking, yeah, that's, that's probably a terrifying Pokemon to go with. Um, watching, that's what we've got there, Esper. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. it's adorable and yet terrifying. Um, I love Glaceon. Um, that's one of the evolutions. It's like oh, I know that one because I've, I've caught it on Pokemon Go. So that's yeah, fine. I know that one. It's really cute. It's really cute. Um, and one left. So this would be like my ideal team actually if I could choose one uh, what's the last one I don't know uh, what was the last shiny I got man I couldn't even tell you oh Kingdra I love Kingdra alright okay uh, that's, that's my that's my kind of error then I know, I know Kingdra yeah. that's fine yeah. uh, so that's my five that's my five yeah until until next time someone asks you know, going, it's a five totally different or four totally different Pikachu's still always going to be there. Um, yeah. So what was it about Sonic that uh, piqued your interest and your fascination with? So I've just written out <laughs> Sonic. I'm just working through the, what I've got left on my list here. So Sonic. We've already discussed oh, the music. What's, what was it about the games? <laughs> so the Sonic games, I like the Sonic games. Like, I think they're good. I think they're fun. Some of them not so much. Um, the Sonic Adventure games are really fun. Um, but I say this about video games all the time. There's a difference between retro and date. So retro, you can go back. There's a charm. So retro is like your Super Mario Brothers. It still plays well. It does what it says in the tin. And it's 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 still that. Date is like when, let's say, for example, you have nieces or nephews around or like... Or, like, someone's brought their kids around and they're like, oh, can we play some games? And you're like, I've got a game for you. And then you put on a game from your childhood. <laughs> and then you say the line, this was much better when I was younger. 
that's dated. Yeah. Some of them are quite dated. Some of the controls are quite clunky. Like, um, I love the game to death. Um, I know we're going on tangent off Sonic games, but like Metal Gear Solid 2, I love that game. The story is so good, but oh my god, the controls are so frustrating. At the time, it was like, this is amazing, this is revolutionary, but now you're just like... <sighs> like, a lot of guys are like with GoldenEye. Like, when they go back and play it, they're like, this isn't as good as I remember it being. Um, for, for me, it was Crash. Uh, I, really? I loved Crash, and when the, in, the Insane trilogy came out, I was like, yes, mm-hmm. buying that first day. And I know they mm-hmm. made it harder and that, but I was playing it going, I hate this. Why, have I, why yeah. am I playing this? Spyro, that's, though. Retro. That's that's the nostalgia factor, because a lot of people want to go back to those times that it's like, okay, we're playing playing this again, and but it's just not the same sometimes. Like I, I do agree with the Spiral being retro. I played uh, the the Spiral remakes. Um, uh, they were okay. Uh, I I can't fault them. It, it was what it was. It's, it was what it's ten and ten. It was but I wasn't really it was a, a remaster. It was it wasn't. There was nothing changed to it. It looked a bit cleaner. cleaner. So. Oh yeah. Um, and and the voice acting was great as well. Um, it, it was what it was what it said on ten. You, you can't fault it at all. But um, Sonic games over the years, <laughs> they've, they've, they've dated. The music is hilarious at times. And man, like if you ever get a chance to play Sonic Adventure, I mean, first of all, why would you do that to yourself? Second of all, um, just just try not to laugh. It's hard not to. Like There's just like so many times that like Sonic face, like... It's like you're just stretching them in paint sometimes. Like, so he'll, he'll be talking and his line will be like, oh no, Eggman has crashed. But his face will be going, oh no, Eggman has crashed. And you're like, what is going on here? Sonic is having a stroke as we're watching. <laughs> yeah, it's like his eyes are going, just like rotating all over the place. You're like, what is going on? Um, yeah, so I'm absolutely in agreement with that. Yeah. I mean, I never, I never played that many games when I was growing up. I played SmackDown games, Attitude, I played Warzone, you know, because I'm a wrestling nerd. That's why I do a wrestling podcast. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, and all other game that I, I loved growing up, and I'm, I would love a remake, but I'm scared at the same time, would be Croc, uh, which mm, is, which yeah. is, which was just a Spyro ripoff, but with a crocodile. Yeah, they had oh. all the gems that used to get in the mine, if I remember correctly. Yeah, you pick up the little gobbles and, uh, oh, yeah, it's one of those games where I am. I would love it to come out again, but I'd be too scared. Because they do have croc games, but they're now side-scrollers, so I'm like, no, I don't want. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's like, a lot of them, you're just like, yeah, probably should just leave it in the past. Yeah. That's so, once again, like, buying on people's nostalgia. Like, you'll have people go, oh, this has came out, and then when they play it, they'll be like, eh. So, I mean, the same wrestling games each year, though, because they go, oh, we've got uh, all the legends that you love, like Sergeant Slaughter, who mm-hmm. nobody loved, and uh, you you got all the... <laughs> the all right, fa- okay, speak the for fa- yourself. The face... Sergeant Slaughter was rubbish. He was rubbish at the you. time. He, could, he was just... He, he was just rubbish. I do not stand for this. 
I am not having this Sergeant Slaughter hate on this blessed PG podcast and you're hating on Sergeant Slaughter. I know, I'm picking a C cast wearing it, and that's why I'm just like, no, you can't you can't you can't you can't shout at me back for this because Sergeant Slaughter was rubbish. <laughs> he wasn't even in the army. <laughs> he lied. <laughs> he wasn't even in the army. Why would you tell me this? <laughs> well, I, th- I did blow your mind with the relic because killer spelled backwards. I need to to, <laughs> to to up the ante and tell you that Sergeant Slaughter lied about being in the army. I think we're going to go cry now. <laughs> like, I, f- I feel the tears strolling down my face right now. Like a jet stream. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> no. You tell past an hour where I'm just like I've, I've run out of things I've written down and I'm just I'm just annoying my guests now. Um, you're not annoying me. It's just <laughs> you're entertaining me. It's it's not annoyance at all. I'm and awaiting you. I'm not waiting your cash uh, jump on me actually. What do you know? Uh, well, waiting your three page paragraphs. Uh, three pages of paragraphs tell me that I'm wrong about Sergeant Slaughter uh, when following. You're this. assuming I have the energy to do that. <laughs> I'll, I'll send you. Up. A, I'll send you, you a very angry like, When this comes out in January, you'll like, re-listen yeah. to it and just go, I can't believe you said that about Sergeant Slaughter. Get me my, my pen and paper. I'm gonna I'm actually gonna form a union of people like against you. Saying Sergeant Slaughter was awesome, dude. I can guarantee right at this moment in time there is a union of people that are against me. <laughs> and uh they're, wow. they're in the East. <laughs> so <laughs> um, yeah, I am apparently been already been Yikes. told that, that certain people have made me. Uh, so let's, uh, there's already a oh union, probably a group chat slagging me off at this very moment. Nice uh, but Come we say hi. We won't discuss Come that. say hi, Billy. Okay. Well, I was going to try and get my cat to say hi, but she's not for it. Yeah, I've, I'm very surprised because there's very few times I leave my office door open because I'm working from home and the dog has <laughs> not come in to tell me that she needs attention. So it's quite nice. Very nice. It's been quite. No, especially when I've got a cat. It's it's. Oh, hello. <laughs> this is Digger. So yeah, this is this is the acceptable level for me and cats because I'm allergic to cats, so I can't. Oh actually, really? So I can't get the whole uh, face exploding because it's over Zoom. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. So if you are going to do that, that letter about Sergeant Slaughter, a couple of cats, cat hairs in the envelope might. My, uh, yeah, that's fine. I'll put in some it. glitter. I'll like get some like glitter from my past as well when I used to wear body glitter to the ring. Um, and someone was like really scared of glitter. Can't remember who, but they were like really scared of glitter. And they were like, "Yeah, can you like not wear glitter?" I'm like, "Okay, I guess." I think I've seen that elsewhere. I'm sure someone someone's uh, politely requested Sammy Joe not to wear body glitter because they don't like glitter. I can't remember. Anyway, right, we're, we're, we're way off topic. Uh, so speaking of your Power Rangers love, it's the last thing I have written down is yes. uh, best Power Ranger. Oh, man. Again, well, again, we'll go for five or something like that. We won't, won't uh, press you on one, even though the first one's usually Tommy. But uh, No, so I didn't like Mighty Morphin. <gasps> I'm sorry for saying Sergeant Slaughter was rubbish. God. <laughs> <laughs> no, um... In all honesty, um, I adored uh, Time Force. That was like my jam. And funnily enough, one of the guys in that, um, he was the Quantum Ranger. His name was Eric in it. I can't remember his real name. This might be Daniel Siv. 
Southfield. I can't remember his name. I feel so terrible for that. Uh, he's the voice for Virgil and Devil May Cry. So, like, whenever I see the Quantum Ranger, I just hear Virgil and I'm like, man. Like, it's just so good. He's one of my top five. Um, as well as, uh, I think his name was Wes in the show. Uh, he was the Red Ranger in, in Time Force. Um, another one from Time Force, funnily enough, um, was was Jen. She was like my crush when I was like when I was like seven. I was like, hello. Ah, uh, you had yeah, Jen. I had Kimberly. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people were like, oh, Kimberly. I'm like, nah, man. It's all about Jen. Because um, that was the first Power Rangers exposure that I got was like seeing Time Force. And it was like a horrific episode where like they they like battered one that was like trying to stop being a monster it was like a it was like a mutant that was like not wanting to be a monster and there he was like pals with uh, i think he was pals with the blue ranger he was like just try to stop me and he's like out of control and stuff it was kind of sad watching when you're like young and you're like ah, i want to watch more um, <laughs> uh, but that's free uh andros from in space he was awesome oh and- yeah he was red was he red Yes, yes, he was. He had, the, he had the tie back hair and like the blonde for it, which I was going to do at some point, but I ended up with that um, when I tried to dye my hair silver and it just decided, you know what, see the next day, you're not having silver hair anymore, you're having bleach blonde. Okay. Um, and a fifth. Hmm. That is a good question. I do not have a fifth. I would say one of one of them from uh, Wild Force, but um, Alistair Adams will know why I'm not picking him for a good reason. Um, and I'll tell you off off screen why. <laughs> All right, I thought but maybe the one that, that actually was not very good outside of Power Rangers. Yes. Oh, so yes. that is that one. Okay. Yeah, the, the one that uh, done the stuff and the things. Yes. The red uh, one. If, if, <laughs> if, you're, if you're unsure, people watching, don't Google it. It'll just ruin your yeah. day. He was cool as well. He was so cool. You're like, oh, it's cool. And then you hear about that. You're like, oh, no. <laughs> like, why? Come on, dude. Like, why? Uh, it's, it's, it's definitely like some people put, what, do the old thing going, oh, I can separate the character and the person. No, <laughs> just no. No, no, <laughs> no. Um, I suppose about wrestling, I didn't even ask who your favourites growing up. Um, as I said, it was like because I didn't really see, like, um, I didn't really see wrestling until like the Wrestling Channel. I just based my favourites on their songs. So my favourites were Chris Jericho. They were they were Christian. Um, there were CM Punk, um, and then when I actually saw wrestling, I got to see like TNA and stuff. I was like, "Man, this Christopher Daniels guy's awesome!" Oh, yeah. Like when he came out with the not disposable teens by Marilyn Manson, you know, um, it was just so blatantly ripped off. It was just funny. I'll, I'll send you after this. It's just I, I, listening now. I'm like. This is not good. By that time, I was like, so awesome, yeah! Uh, but yeah, Christopher Daniels, when I actually got to see him wrestle, was amazing. I, uh, I really like Christopher Daniels, just, just to butt in, because people, I know people oh, yeah. love my stories of when I met wrestlers, but I, I picked up Christopher mm-hmm. Daniels in Edinburgh once, and he was just so really? nice. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, awesome, Christopher, 
Christopher Daniels. Uh, it, was, it was with him, Kazarian. I was picking up at the same time and Chris Masters. And it was <laughs> a very strange car journey. But anyway, right. Uh, Christopher Daniels, uh, you said Samoa Joe was before I interrupted Samoa you. Joe, yes. I adored Samoa Joe when I, when I was growing up. I, like, as soon as I saw him, like, square up to Kurt Angle. And Kurt Angle was one as well, like, because I only seen Kurt Angle as, like, like in, in a video game. And early on, I was like, oh, he's the guy with the funny, like, cowboy hat, right? And with the milk. Cool. Um, and, and he wrestled and he wrestled Brock Lesnar and stuff. And then when I saw, like, for some reason, my brain didn't click, like, this guy's like awesome, and then I saw that moment where it was just the headbutt, and I was like, and he done like the, he done the angle slam, and he done like that pose, like yeah, I'm a badass. I was like, oh my god, it's amazing. Like, I I adore this wrestler. I I want to be just like him, but I, I didn't end up like him. So. <laughs> You're just, you're just happy just to be a, a, a Kurt Fangle. Yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> like that would just die in either. Yeah. <laughs> so, so um, I won't. I think we've recorded for just over an hour now, so I'm, I'm not going to to keep you any longer. But before we go, um, where can people find you in social media? Are you doing Twitch? Are you doing any of that kind of stuff just now? Just where can people um, find you? I'm not doing Twitch just yet. Um, I do have aspirations to eventually do Twitch. Uh, I just need to get A, space, B, um, a decent PC. Um, but I will eventually be doing it. Um, it's nothing wrestling related at all, actually. It's just music related. But that's a story for another day. We'll get to that eventually. Um, as far as social media, uh, at Jetstream Jack X because for some reason someone was already Jetstream Jack. I was like, come on, man. I, um, I know, right? It's like they would just hate on Sergeant Slaughter. <laughs> um, and also on Twitter, Jetstream Jack X. And that's it. Cool. Yeah, thank you very much for joining me. And thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. And I can, t I can assure you, your hate for Sergeant Slaughter just. <laughs> Unnecessary. Why should I like Sergeant Slaughter? I'm not American. I just don't. I don't get why I should like. I don't like. Did you not see the gimmick battle royal at WrestleMania 17? <laughs> I just. Cash. I like Hillbilly Jim, but you know, uh, right? Okay, so let's let's move move away from this and and, and end the podcast before uh, people with fedoras, samurai swords, and Sergeant Slaughter action figures come to kill me. Uh, right? Okay. <laughs> Thank you very much very for for joining me.